0: Welcome to Return to Oz Minute. This is the podcast where we're analyzing the 1985 Disney film Return to Oz one minute at a time. I'm Tierney Steele.
1: And I'm Mike Carlucci.
0: And we have a guest today.
2: Hello, I am Lane Colonin. And I'm happy to be here today.
0: (laughs) Woohoo! I'm glad we could kidnap you to Oz. Uh, today we're going to make Lane talk to us about Minute 28, which starts with a rock reporting, Dorothy Gale's return to Oz, literally, and it ends with Dorothy finding her old house. And we already have an argument, because I don't think it takes her that long to realize it's her old house. I think that, like, look of horror is her realizing and processing that that's her old house.
2: See, I hope so, because otherwise it takes her a full 10 seconds, and she has to walk around about half of her house before she realizes. Which, if you lived there, wouldn't you think you'd recognize it?
0: I feel like she recognizes it, and then she says that for Belina's benefit, maybe? I don't know. I just, that look of, like, horror on her face when she first sees it, I was like, oh my gosh, she knows.
2: But... (laughs)
0: Um, we should probably talk about rocks first, though.
1: Yeah, well, so the, uh, Minute 27 ended with, uh, Your Majesty, She Has Come Back. In the script, uh, obviously, if you're a diligent minute, uh, watcher, you would have heard that The Rock changed to say, in classic movie fashion, throwing the title right in there. She has returned to Oz.
0: In a hot tub time machine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then a puff of smoke, malevolent, as an answer. Which, I guess I never really saw this scene play out as smoke, but no. sure.
0: I didn't really pick that up either. A
1: um, L- little bit of change in the, from the script to, to the film.
0: Yeah. That's, I mean, that's not bad.
2: Yeah, I
0: definitely. Yeah, and I did not read that as, like, a response. I just figured, like, ooh, it's a cavern. There's steam or whatever. <laughs> I guess I didn't really question it. And I also, as a kid, didn't question why rocks would hate or fear chickens, which <laughs> makes no sense now that you think about it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, they're- they're inanimate objects. I just... I mean, these ones are animate, but, uh, why chickens? Of all the animals?
0: Mm-hmm. Because he was concerned that Dorothy's there. But the rock is, like, afraid to tell him about the chicken. It's clear that this is a way bigger deal.
2: I mean, if a rock could shiver, the rock shivered. And that was weird.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I have the note, this rock is a better actor than some actors. So, I, I cast a little shade on the special effects last week, and I just want to say, this is not part of that. This is fantastic.
1: <laughs> yeah, these uh, these rock faces. I'll even give the- I'm, I'm gonna defend the above-ground rocks that we saw last week. Uh, those were solid, but this, like, this face, like, this looks like a character it doesn't for it never for, for 1 second seems to me to be just uh, like you know it that the rock is alive it's not but it's using the the rock to to form
0: <laughs> we get to hear his majesty who sounds completely like Saruman, as far as I'm concerned, but maybe that's just me.
2: I mean, he certainly sounds ominous. I would say it's a very very classic 80s ominous voice. Yes.
0: Uh, Which I think is why we get reassuring music when it cuts to Dorothy (laughs) and Melina. It's like, hey kids, kids, it's okay, it's okay. We've got happy music.
1: And this is a, this is a, well, I'm going to hop quickly on Saruman and say, uh, there is a chance that you could believe that the rock faces that we saw earlier are like the palantirs and that they're being used by someone to observe so that like the, any of those rocks we saw earlier aren't alive, but they're just being used as a kind of a, a way to see what's there. Oh,
0: I 100% am down with that. I'm not going to nerd out too badly on how the Palantirs were created and blah, blah, blah. But no, I absolutely believe that. Because the way the face slides down, I don't think it's that, like, that rock is... Like, it's not that rock's face. It's the face in that rock. Yeah. Do we think... How many... Actually... How many, like, of these minions do we think His Majesty has? cuz like it could just be the same one just popping up in different places but I, it's definitely implied that like there's more than one right
2: i certainly think it's implied but also the face looks basically the same so it i mean it could be the same one but in if it's the same one why doesn't he just do it himself why only have one minion? If you're going to have minions, you want to have a horde of minions, right?
0: Yeah. And in the book, it's definitely, like, an army. So, I, I don't know. I guess I never really questioned that. But you're right. It's the same face. It, it, like, slides in and out of things. That makes sense. Oh, we get a great fake out. Did you notice how it, like, cuts to the innocent rock? When she's running towards the house. Yeah. And I hated that. Last week, Chris saw a face in a tree that there wasn't a face there. And I just think this movie is like now psyching us out. <laughs> it's creepy. It's not fair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, it's a gr- brilliant idea, though. Because you just saw rocks that, were, that had eyes you know, growing out of them. And now, cut to this rock and wait. Oh, no, it's nothing.
0: Flat, you know, like, you're looking for the face. And then you realize, no, that, that's just a rock. That they, like, held on for a moment. <laughs> um, I think the only thing we skipped over in getting from here to there is that Belina asks where everybody is, and Dorothy responds that Oz is a big place. Yeah.
1: Uh, which, which is an interesting... Point uh, because it's not it's not something that's in Oz, but it is in another fantasy book. If you, we go into uh, Narnia, where the passage of time is different, mm-hmm. but there's no way this was six months in Oz. The Munchkin Village, I mean, Dorothy's house landed straight in Munchkin Village. If we're going to mm-hmm. continue with the thread that this is a sequel to *The Wizard of Oz* the movie, she was in downtown. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing around. And yeah. it's now like old growth forest.
2: Yeah, it's well, been 30, 40, at least years. Oh Although, yeah, probably longer, because those trees are huge. But it's been decades.
0: I kind of wonder if at that point she doesn't realize she's landed kind of in the same area until she sees the house. When she says, you know, Oz, you know it's just because Oz is a big place. Maybe she thinks she just came down in, like, another part of the forest.
2: That's true. I mean, there is clearly lots of space around the Munchkin Village when she landed originally, and she went through lots of forest on her travels. But...
0: I mean, you'd think she'd be a little suspicious, but I also, until, like I said, until the end of this minute when we see the house, I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt of... She just assumed they're in a different part, and that's fine, and that's why she's seeing new things like a lunch pail tree, and, you know, different, not a city, and a different forest, but, uh, that all comes crashing to a horrifying halt (laughs) by the end of this minute.
1: It's her Statue of Liberty moment.
0: (gasps) It totally is!
1: You blew it up!
0: in a future minute and I'm gonna need to Photoshop that real bad. <laughs> um, my, my other note on her recognizing the old place, well, really, basically everything Dorothy says in this minute is so freaking echoey. I mean, I realize I shouldn't throw stones in this glass house as I podcast and I realize I can sound really echoey sometimes, but... I'm also not a big budget Disney motion picture that <laughs> I feel like should have been able to sound correct that a little bit in their ADR.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean you you would assume that professionals would be able to handle that, but you know, maybe somebody was sick. Yeah. Or they were rushing. Yeah.
0: Maybe maybe she kept getting the line wrong, and this was like they're like good enough, good enough, just do it.
1: <laughs> well, maybe originally there was supposed to be another wisecrack from Belina.
0: I I'm not okay with cutting Belina's wisecrack, so I hope that's not the case.
1: <laughs> I think. I think my only other uh, other note in this minute was until I started watching it minute by minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to dance around the spoiler issue because we do find out eventually. <laughs> oh, but let's hear it. But I always, ass- and I, I still may not actually be correct, but I think I now know where the red, I always assumed that red light was fire, and now I know it's not. Uh, the the light illuminating oh, the rock. It's... I it never occurred to me, but now I think I figured out what it is. Oh. going minute by minute, given who who the rock is talking to.
0: Well, I... and also it reads as fire because of the steam and stuff. But mm-hmm. if we've established that that's not actually like cavernous steam, and is His Majesty responding? Yeah, I could see that. I'm frozen on literally second one of this minute and it is a very red glow
1: yes not
0: a camp fiery glow
1: yeah kind of uh, glittering off there on the, on the rock
0: wall oh i'm frozen on his face and it's so great i love it <laughs> oh boy yeah i it's funny a lot happens in this minute because, like, hey, it's the first time we hear this char- this new character that apparently talks to rocks and wall- faces and walls. Uh, you know, it's the first time he speaks. Balina and Dorothy are going through us. We have the big reveal at the end of the minute. And yet, it- it's really pretty quiet when you think about it. Like, there's not that much dialogue in this minute. I don't think.
1: No, there's, there's barely any lines. It's, uh, it's even the script. Them. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Um, so, Lane, what's your what's your return to Oz story? How are you feeling? Because I am frozen on this rock face, and I know Chris is very glad that he is not in the room. <laughs> he uh, mentioned last week that he was not down for this as a kid. So... <laughs> He hadn't hadn't quite experienced all that Return to Oz has to offer yet.
2: See, I did not watch it as a kid. I actually watched it for the first time with Mike, um, probably nine months ago now. Um, And one of my observations I will save for a future minute, which I think is the reason why I am on this week um but yeah he it was very clear that was a requirement that all of his friends needed to know this movie this was the movie which i had to break to him apologies my older sister got to choose all of our movies and she was really into disney so i know all the disney princesses far better <laughs>
1: I mean, I think in uh, in Lando of Oz, maybe <laughs> way back at the beginning of the season, we covered Dorothy might be a Disney princess, right?
0: No, uh, Mombi.
1: Oh, Mombi. Mombi is princess Mambi. a
0: princess in a Disney movie. Yep. Therefore, Mombi is a Disney princess.
2: Well, my parents did not know that to buy it for my sister. I'll tell you. <laughs> Well, I do well. think it would have gone over well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, considering that she also made me watch the movie It at age seven, I don't think that this was quite her style. Ah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I would have been much happier if she'd brought me this one when I was seven.
0: <laughs> yes. It, it, in that comparison, yes. Yes, this wins. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Downright tame. <laughs> yep.
1: But what, but what was your experience with The Wizard of Oz? Like, you know, did it, when, when I suggested that I had this movie from the 80s that's pretty cool and you needed to see since you hadn't, did you think it was going to be uh, a sequel since it, uh, in any way since it's called Return to Oz?
2: Honestly, I... You said the name and then you sort of, like let it slide until the night that you were like, we're going to watch this movie. Um, And I was just like, okay, I have no idea what to expect. Mike did not tell me anything ahead of time. He was just like, I just want to see your reactions. (laughs) (laughs) So he half watched me the whole time. Um, Yeah, no, it was, I mean, I definitely knowing Mike and knowing his brother and some of his childhood friends, this makes a lot of sense as being their favorite movie. (laughs) A lot of sense, yes.
1: (laughs) Next. Oh, man. Was part of kind of an 80s movie marathon with Purple Rain. I'm not sure those movies have ever been paired before, but... (laughs) they were
0: some unusual connections so i like it i i like it a lot that can that can stay actually i have my new favorite joke um which a lot of people listening to our show probably have already heard but you never know we might have people that came to this through their love of return to oz rather than their love of minute by minute podcasts except now i've given it away by bringing it up now what do you get when you cross red dawn with blue thunder
2: purple rain Ta-da! Love it.
0: I think that's uh, courtesy of Tom Taylor. Tom or Pete of Indiana Jones Minute. One of them definitely. I immediately like paused the, that podcast, got out my phone, and texted it to my dad because I knew he would appreciate it. <laughs> he then told my mom who he said did not have quite as gleeful a reaction as we did. But anyway, sorry. Uh, I don't think doing purple rain minute yet so they, I do you
2: want dibs on that they're, they're missing out because as Mike now knows it is a true classic of terrible terrible 80s movie tropes <laughs> I mean someone is literally thrown in a dumpster it's great it's I mean I'm, I'm from Minnesota so it's one of those things you're just sort of required to even if you don't necessarily love it you're required to watch it hey
0: yeah, we have, a uh, I co-host Neverending Minute on The Neverending Story, and we have someone thrown in a dumpster in the 80s, too. I did not think of that as an 80s trope, but now I'm gonna keep an eye out for it.
2: <laughs> well, it's more just that we became a touch more PC later on, so it became less okay to throw people in dumpsters.
0: Uh, well, who's ready to throw this minute? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't have a good transition for that. Um, I, I am all out of notes. That's what I will say. We've, we've covered everything I wanted to make sure to touch on for minute 28.
1: All right. Then uh, if you want to find out more about Return to Oz minute, go to our website, com, or for the uh, less faint of heart more faint of heart. Weogtiaogpiaog.com <laughs> You can find us on Twitter at OzMinute. Uh, same with Facebook. And our Facebook Listener Society is the Return to Oz Minute Listener's Flying Sofa. Which is coming up. You will get the answer to why it's called The Flying Sofa.
2: <laughs> Very
0: soon. Yeah, I, I think we mentioned it in one of our like pilot episodes, but... That will be such a great minute. Uh, I want to give a huge shout-out to the members of the Flying Sofa. I have been very entertained by the things that get posted there. And also, Oz Minute on Twitter. There's a lot of, like, good following back and forth with other people that have studied Return to Oz. And it's just some of the stuff they dig up is absolutely fascinating. So I would definitely recommend that. And I would recommend that you come back tomorrow to find out, you know... If Dorothy just goes into complete shock, and that's the end of the movie, and she sees her old house. (laughs) That clearly has been there more than six months, just saying.
1: (laughs) Well, the option was always there. She could just get back in the house, start it up, put it in reverse, and go home. The Munchkins didn't tell her about this, but, I mean, come on.
2: There's always a reverse.
0: Yeah. I mean, I now really, really want to edit in a TARDIS noise, but (laughs) I'm I'm not going to tell you what to do with your editing. I'm just going to throw that out into the world and see if anything comes of it. Anyway, uh, do you want to warn Lane, or should we just start closing out and see if she comes back tomorrow or is too afraid of us?
1: <laughs> no, we'll, we'll, we'll explain it. So, okay. what we do to close out every episode is we say the three magic words, weog, teog, peog We trade off back and forth, Tierney and I, and then all together we say peog.
2: Sounds
0: good. All right. Weog,
1: Tiog, Piog, Piog.